0: Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to The Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jim Short. Jim, we're here with a very, very special guest who I am so excited to have on the show. Um, She's somebody that I have admired for a very long time, and I remember seeing her do comedy and really looking up to her. And even though I think you're actually younger than me, so it'd be weird to look up to you, it's great that you were there. I think maybe you may have started before me. I'm not sure, but I love you lots of people are going to be so excited that you are here today we got felicia michaels oh thank you margaret and that other little sweetie voice (laughs) is our we have a little we have a little special guest scott silverman hi but we love felicia michaels and um so uh maybe scott and i will talk about our history with felicia when do we first, when do you first see I think I first saw you on TV probably maybe it was like mTV's half hour comedy hour was Oh your, really? Was, I saw you first on Star Search, I believe Oh yeah yeah, that's which, probably which pre I feel like I don't know which was before, which was earlier I think Star Search was first mm-hmm yeah. Were you living in Los Angeles then? I was living in Los Angeles, yeah. And you were doing comedy? Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, I would watch you, and I would watch you in the club sometimes here, and then sometimes you would come to San Francisco, and I would watch you do shows, and I would be like, I would be like in awe, because I think your joke writing and your, your, just the way that you talk is so brave and so profound on stage, and I'm like, you're such a genius, I, I think I feel like I like learned a lot from you. Wow, that's, you're so over generous. That's so weird because I think as
1: all of you guys sitting here know, when you're in the midst of doing what you do, you really don't understand how people perceive you. Like To yeah. me at that time, I was just like... Hey, thinks I'm stupid and you know no. just say fuck all the time and fucking can't get on the tonight show because Jimmy Brogan said I'm too dirty you know no, what I mean like no. you know what I mean like I at the time I felt very you know kind of defeated a little bit you know and I yeah yeah and I felt like people uh, had a lot of judgment on me I don't know if that's really how it w- went down or that's just how insecure I was at the
0: time you well know? I think part of it is like now that I look about look at it like I think I think maybe part of it was you probably did get some shit because you're really pretty. And that was the other thing too is that I would be like, Oh my God, she's so beautiful. And that you, like, when I started out in comedy, all the people that I hung out with, all the comics who statutory raped me, said that, like, they're like, <laughs> don't be
2: so. That, that's that's, that's going to be another. Yeah. Big that's question.
0: another. <laughs> I know. We're gonna. I started to find that. I started when I was fourteen. <laughs> I started when I was fourteen, and I had yeah. sex with a lot of comics, and a lot of them don't know that what we had was actually statutory rape. And I'm gonna have a whole episode, special wow. episode, when I go to Montreal. <laughs> Yeah. And we're going to have them all on the show. Yeah. And we're going to go, guess what? <laughs> what not- happened was, <laughs> I'm going to produce my birth certificate. Ooh. And we're, gonna, we're just going to, you know, we're going to have wow, a discussion. that's awesome. But um, I, I they were always telling me, don't be pretty. Don't be sexy. Be cute. It's, it's to be sexy and to be pretty, to be beautiful is to be a threat. So don't be, they're like, tone down the beauty, be cute. And so, and then I, I would be like, well, what about Felicia Michaels? Like, I'd be like, what about Felicia? And then I think because you're so beautiful that
2: people don't want to look at the brilliance. People don't want to look at the... Who said that to you? Like, you, genius. You, managers and, and people like that? People, or all the industry,
0: industry people. Comics? all comics. All, all comics. A lot of comics. But it was also, uh, I have a
1: lot of thoughts about that because at that time, in the beginning, there... I was just saying to someone the other day, like I got so much shit for being dirty, and then it was super frustrating four years later to see someone like Sarah Silverman be dirty Mm -hmm. and to be so beloved for it, right? When I got so much shit for it, and so for me, you know, like when then when the alternative scene came, I got like really angry with comedy because it's just like. Will you, you fucking kidding me? If I would have took the, told these dick jokes with yeah. fucking tennis shoes on, it would have played better.
2: <laughs> Isn't that the, the thing about it, him. Like all these people who had like, you know, it was always like, oh, if you play a guitar, you're hacky and shitty. Then you look yeah. at the alternative people, they're playing guitars and ukuleles and all these shit. Yeah, being I dirty and telling dick jokes. Right. And they're accepted and somebody yeah. else is not. And it, right. it was just that fine line of who fell into the credibility right. you know, spectrum. Yes, yes. And, and do you think now, like, do you still get comedy now when it's it's really not so much dirty but more shocking? Because comedy it's so now, shocking now, and I, that and that you could what you was considered dirty back then probably would play on TV.
1: now it's, oh it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah, I think uh, comedy is shocking in a way now. It's it, that uh, that people attack such social issues so you know so much more now you know mm-hmm. it's not as sugar-coated mm-hmm. you know what i mean like people and just fucking in for the
0: kill on it without you know yeah i think will people now um feel like shock or something like it it makes the there that that is as good as a laugh or that's as, right. that's as good that's more important than yeah. the laugh well
2: there's, there's not as many people like there are some people who are really blue and dark and edgy and they're really genius at it oh and there's yeah there's a lot of people who are just imitating that that's right. what I mean everyone yeah. now there's more just shock value stuff that's right. not as funny or as clever uh-huh. as some of the people that that were beforehand I mean right yeah.
0: but I think so. um, yeah the, I think it was because you were so beautiful um, and that somehow every time you say that i just want to pick up a pencil and gouge my eyes <laughs> uh, well, like, like, well just you know, <laughs> you
2: know what I mean. well, we'll, we'll have to get a photo of that <laughs> <laughs> I, know,
0: I know just try to think about it as a sort of a, a lesson in, in in feminism and like the way that we think about women and value uh-huh. women in the 90s and on uh-huh. you know like the way that we think about beauty and stuff there was this thing about like beauty in the 90s that was really like if you had it there was a bit of a Shame associated with it, like yes, there was like yes, you were like yes. beautiful. Then you had to be a bit apologetic about your beauty. Yeah, yes, that's
1: very true. Yeah,
0: or somehow deface it, like a bit of a Courtney Love. Like you had uh-huh. to come out like all fucked up with right, like in a, a slip right. and oh, yeah. and be all punk rock about it because you couldn't just be like a um, blonde goddess. But if you are just naturally blonde goddess, it's it it's very hard. And I think that was part of it too. The social environment that you were coming up in was very hostile to women like you. It was like this weird backlash right? If it, some if beauty. If it
1: wasn't for Mitzi Shore at the comedy store, I wouldn't have a career because she picked me out of a lineup, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, basically, when I first came to L.A. And because I would have never survived the improv, it just wouldn't have been my gig, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, cause, and I was also, it was a place that was more attractive to me, the personalities, mm-hmm. you know. Right, so, right. But that's who we have a lot to thank for. Like I have been talking to someone about Mitzi Shore a lot lately, and, and how some people perceive her as this terrible, terrible person that did spiteful things, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And but then there's other people that she is like their mom. Yep. Like she is so beloved, you know, by certain people.
2: Some and people, some people, literally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes Literally But she,
2: she was uh, She did She did uh, she... It's always funny Because some people Have a great relationship With a with a book Or a person mm-hmm. in, in, in the industry And some people Hate that other person uh-huh. It just depends on You know How much they work you Well how much they work you Or how Whether you know Like any comedy scene Has that Like there's somebody That books something And some people are like Oh I love that person They're great uh-huh. They helped me And the other people are Like that motherfucker Never did shit for me And was always horrible But it's right. just It's perception of where you were Yeah yeah. I, but if you're funny... I mean, people, you know, that's what wins in the end. It doesn't matter right. anything else, right?
1: Right. I think so. I mean, I remember when I first got back into comedy, because I took nine years off because I had kids, and then I was at the comedy store, and I was talking to Tommy, and I was like, hey, can I, you know, I'm a, my name's on the wall, and he's like, yeah, we don't want any old people here. <gasps> what? He fucking said that to me. And you know what? It was so shocking. It made me laugh, and I had to respect it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, All oh, right, don't God. fucking sugarcoat it, my friend. And then... uh and, he, and then he told me that he had asked Mitzi about me, and Mitzi said, uh, no, I couldn't come back because I had walked away from comedy. And like, and to me, I believe that because that's something mm. Mitzi would say. Mm. And yeah. you know what? didn't hurt my feelings because it was like, you know what? She ain't wrong. Right. She ain't wrong. You do what you do. You know what I right. mean? You know? That's so shocking yeah, to me, though. It's yeah. r- uh, no,
2: it's wrong. It's wrong.
1: You think it's wrong? Fuck yeah, it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong because, because I think she, be- it, when, when when I heard that, it was like, you know, you can't just stroll back in here, bitch. Fucking
2: hit the, hit <laughs> no. the dirt, yeah. bitch, and
1: get some more, you know what I mean? Bring it back to what it was. Yeah. you come
2: walking around. Yeah. Build your way back in. Yeah. But, I mean, was it just out and out? No. Or you got to start again?
1: No is no. (laughs) Uh That's fucked up. That is that being said, I
0: did work there last night.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean I do work there.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That was
1: cool. Yeah.
0: I mean that's so weird. I I, what I liked about the comedy store is that it's very much more rock and roll than the improv. I mean the improv is mostly like dudes. It's like mostly like dude like that sort of blazer comedy. It's like (laughs) blazer bolo tie comedy. Right. And like like um It's like college comedy.
2: Now now it's just boy bands.
0: That's no, boy band, it's basically yeah. Basically boy
2: band it's like boy yeah. like One Direction yeah. comedy, but yeah. then
0: like the <laughs> store was always like Kennison and like you right. know, um, it, it just seemed you know it's all haunted. <laughs> Just seem a little weird, yeah. some kind of seventies vibe.
2: And that's the right. rumor. It's all haunted. Anybody ever had any weird experience? I mean, I'm sure people have had weird experiences. <laughs> but any other ghost experiences? I always hear from people like that various rooms there were haunted.
1: Um, supposedly, like uh, Blake
0: Clark saw a ghost there. Yeah, that's what um, yeah. actually Brett Butler would say. That Brett Butler was talking about how Blake Clark killed a lot of people in Vietnam. And so that's why anytime he would come into the comedy store that there was a lot of nit, like dark energy. Right. That would be around because it would be like kind of a almost like a hell mouth. <laughs> like he she sort of described the comedy store as a hell mouth, which I believe if Brett Butler's gonna say something as a hell mouth
1: <laughs> I, know, I, I know. tend to it's go. Like a, I totally I believe right. you
0: that she said that
1: because it's I was no like Brett
3: Butler no would say that. That, a hell comedy is that so club, so. that club <laughs> <laughs>
0: The weirdest thing is coming upon um, Brett Butler and Mark Marin fully making out at, like, the Cobb's kitchen. Oh <laughs> like, I remember, like, coming... Oh, 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 my God, don't Walking cut that out. Going, don't cut that no, out. No, no. <laughs> like, fully making out. And I'm like, oh, shit. And, like, I, I felt so... But I felt like it was, like, my parents... <laughs> Which is really weird. That's like, if it's like you Wow. <laughs> wow.
2: Okay. I can't
0: even imagine
1: We're that. not going to cut
2: that out, but I, I think we're going to give everyone a break. Every, all the listeners, go take five minutes, get the image out of your head, and then
0: come back. <laughs> I don't know if it's... I think they're both sexy people. They're legitimately sexy people, but it's an odd combination. That No, it's a weird combination.
1: That's yeah. the only thing that I... would have never guessed would, that. Yeah, but
2: comedy's full of that, weird, yeah. odd combinations, because it's in the moment. It just mm-hmm. sort of happens sometimes. Right?
0: Sometimes. sometimes, Yeah, but that's really weird. That's a weird <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know one. Maren?
2: Do you guys know Maren? That's
0: weird It's not weird at all. It's not that weird because it's not weird. But then, um, yeah, the, but I believe her when she says Hellmouth. Yeah. Because it's, a, the, but there, it's a, there's something very, I love that club. I love the comedy store because there's something very, very clannish about it. And kind of like the people, the comics that go there, they stand by it. And they're like, this is the store. We are store comics. And that's just, I think, beautiful. I think it's sweet. Yeah, it can
2: be fun for sure. Ku Klux Klanish.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, but I mean, it's sort of. I, I I don't know. I like that. Like, I don't know. Comics used to do more stuff together. I think maybe maybe. Do you think the younger generation does stuff like kickball and?
2: No, no <laughs> The younger <laughs> generation Is tweeting And, and sending out uh, Free tickets to something
0: They're on their phone Yeah That's why
2: I miss is comics getting together After a show And going to eat Right people, people, people don't eat anymore Because you know Fuck you can't eat in Hollywood No Or in comedy Or in no. show business But um now, Comics movie yeah. they used to go do shit afterwards or uh-huh. hang out or go yes. do so, or they'd meet up and do things. And now I think everybody is like, well, there's so many generations of it now where they're just sort of like against each other or competing mm-hmm. against each other. I'm sure there's little cliques of it, but... Mm-hmm. Mm. No, and before, remember the the softball games in San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. A kind of weird I Remember shit. hearing about them? I wasn't there.
1: And they, but they had that also
0: in Chicago. They used to mm-hmm. do it in all the cities. They used to do stuff like that all the time. Yeah, maybe it was also maybe because we were it, it was young. We were younger, and that was a time like before people had families and stuff, and, uh-huh. and also before the advent of social media and that yeah. kind of thing, the things that would take away your free time, right? But um, there was a there was a, that's why I want to make an effort to go to Comedy Day this year. Because I feel like you know, especially after the death of, of Robin Williams, that there's this need that we need to just sort of be together. Because we, do, mm-hmm. we we don't know when we're going to see each other again, and we don't know how long we're going to live. So we should try to make an effort to connect. And there's very few venues like that or things like that in San Francisco, not San Francisco LA. I don't know if any sort any sort of thing other than Dave Rath's house. <laughs> <laughs> go. But Dave Rath doesn't even live there anymore. Right. <laughs> so there's no point in going there. That's very funny. <laughs> but we should we should just go there. Go up to Dave Brasshouse because that's what you would do. What you would do on a Sunday. Yeah. Sometimes I would see you there on a yeah, Sunday.
1: Sometimes, yeah. every once in a while. Yeah,
0: um, that's when I saw you when you had bl- the dark brown hair.
1: But you had a bob briefly. Oh my god, I don't know. I just lo- see and then I would then I would get all confused about it, like, maybe I should be more intelligent looking. I'll cut my hair and color it dark and mm-hmm. then people you know what I mean? But then people would be like, What are you doing? Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? I don't it's know. weird. I mean it's like so hard to figure it out as a woman in comedy and then you know, like at, when I was when I was younger, I definitely felt like if I dressed up some or put on makeup or heels or whatever, that the audience would not take me as seriously as when I would totally be like in sneakers and like no makeup and didn't do anything about my appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of thought that's like a weird thing where they the audience needs to um, somehow feel like uh, uh, the facade of femininity is removed for me to be able to communicate with them mm-hmm. and that's a kind of a weird thing to put on a woman I mean I think that's a weird thing to put on anybody but mm-hmm. why do we have to divest ourselves of something that's natural to us just to be able to communicate yeah sucks you guys Wait,
3: <laughs> I want you pretty and being funny at the same time because the first time I saw you you were all glammed out yeah,
1: yeah. that's what I'm thinking and yeah yeah. yeah. Was, I was
3: at a gay club and you were like in full effect and I was like oh my god and when I,
0: <laughs> I <should say laughs> full effect
3: <hang laughs> and when I first saw you you looked like this you have not changed in 20 years which is a little creepy uh. but uh, you were like all femmed out and beauteous I mean exactly like this and I was
2: like yay, yay. pretty mm. funny girl it's cool this is a a room full of fabulousness right here so fabulous
0: really good hair
2: tonight
0: why we loved you why scott and i especially loved you is because you were so funny too Mm -hmm. that you were so like
3: brilliant
0: brilliant like you know there's one billion and 75 million miles of unused pussy on this (laughs) (laughs) that we're so like genius that we would like die laughing and like tell each other over and over and (laughs) then but you also were just hot, like Veronica Lake, like hot, like wow. perfect. Like it's movie so star funny because
1: my whole recollection of that time period of, is me shouting those jokes and you know, and then club owners just like being weird to me, or not looking me in the eye, or the other comics being, you know, like no one ever saying, "Yeah, that's really funny." They're just scared. They're just scared of you. Yeah, they were just scared. They're probably be like, "Oh, she's not going to care.
0: Yeah. Oh, she doesn't need to hear me say anything. I'm not going to tell her." People talk probably talk to her all the time. It's like this assumption that like, "Oh, she hears it all the time. She doesn't need to hear it from me." And then this kind of rage that like people have about angry, like get angry about beautiful women. Who are also talented. I love Sarah Silverman too, but I don't think she gets her due, because I think people don't believe it. Uh, they don't understand how brilliant she is because the, she is so pretty, right? Too. They, yeah. they don't. They discount her genius because she's beautiful. The way that I get around this argument, I think people don't discount my genius because <laughs> I'm also beautiful, but they're afraid to be racist. <laughs> really? I think so. Really? I I get around that. As I feel like. Well, I think I got uh, I I got ahead just because people were afraid to be racist. So
3: really, really, I
0: think, I think. I really. Think so. I wow, think so. I don't think so. But no. it's okay. But it's a funny thing. Like I think about women in comedy and about no, how. I'm sorry,
1: I'm going to have to interrupt
0: you. Oh, I yeah. think how how y-
1: what you did. Like I remember seeing you in Montreal. And this is, I'm not even kissing your ass, but I remember seeing it in Montreal and it was at a big theater and I was photographing then mm-hmm. and you were on stage and the crowd was going nuts. And you know who, the only other person I ever felt that was with Sam Kinison at a theater where the where, where you would be in the dressing room and you could just feel the vibration of the people stomping their feet or whatever. Oh. I felt that uh, way. the First time I saw you in a theater, like, whoa, oh,
0: whoa, thank you, thank yeah. you. That's a wonderful compliment. Yeah. Well, I think it's great, and I remember that show. That was a great show. Yeah, and it was a, it was exciting. I think. Maybe um, you also lose a bit of perspective too, because after a while in comedy, you you become separated from everybody else, and then you don't see anyone else for a while, except for maybe somebody that you're working with. Like you don't see other comics because you're always working,
1: right? So it's a
0: little bit solitary. So you don't even know what the experience is anymore.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's very true. I think that's all changed now
0: because of social media and everyone mm-hmm. having YouTube and all, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but you're. Um, you're doing You're now you're back. How many years have you been back doing it um, now?
1: Four years. That's great. Yeah.
0: That's a, that's a long time. And then you made a record.
1: Um, I made two CDs, mm-hmm. uh, new ones. And the one just came out called Miffin Cookies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, it's available on Uproar Records. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I did a record with them, like in the mm-hmm. very. Uh,
2: we, we were with you. Yeah. You guys were there. Mm-hmm. We did the show.
0: In like the two thousand or like 19- oh.
2: 96. Oh shit! Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Ninety six. Yeah. yeah. At the punchline.
0: So it was a while. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like a it it it's it it's fun to have like those like albums so that for me they're good so I can remember everything I did
1: exactly you exactly know. and i did one before that where i did it all on my own but i was just like you know what fuck it let someone else do it
0: Yeah. It's you know what i mean the next yeah, one i'll do on my exactly own again right. it's, you you know, it's, it's rotated around it's much easier do you go yeah. back and listen to your old old like albums and stuff
1: you know i when i got when i came back into comedy the second time i d- didn't so much because i didn't want to use any of my old material because then it's like a crutch you know and mm-hmm. i had outgrown it you mm-hmm. know as a person you know, did you
2: have new, new material like sort of in your head like that you wanted to talk about or did it yeah, take a while to sort it, of jump back into it? it?
1: It took a long time to not – it it I didn't want to show my face in town. So I went to this place called like the Canoga Bowl, which is in Canoga. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally fucking went there and I just did my thing and, yeah. and uh, did a bunch of open mics just to – You know, because I didn't want to just show up and not be Mm -hmm. great at it. But then it took like six months to a year and I was headlining again. That's good. Yeah, because that's when I met you again Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my Mm -hmm. first headlining gig. Uh, I, I was in Atlanta at the laughing school and then I t- say to Marshall okay and, and I'm like Who, uh, who's middling and he goes Margaret Cho and I go what <laughs> 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 no I'm Margaret Cho can't middle <laughs> holy fuck it's my first time headlining in fucking nine years aww you know? I, mean, you know, I was like sweating bullets you know can, can you imagine
0: I was fucking sweating bullets
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you were great how'd, how'd it go you must have it was good, interesting it was, it was great
1: interesting yeah
0: yeah you rocked it yeah and and it was fun and we had a fun time
1: yeah it's yeah. a fun
0: time that's a great club i just was there again yeah such a great club yeah yeah they're they're all uh, real sweet and and um it's just i like the environment and it's really good for comedy and it's just yeah you feel safe easy. working out there it's not like you go
1: to some clubs and you're just like oh i better stick to the mm-hmm. plan stan <laughs> i know well, it's yeah. nice
2: it's nice and intimate because everything now is a you know four thousand seat club Right, you know, right, the, with, exactly. With, with people so far back, uh-huh. Laughing Skull is what eighty seats or something, eighty like that? ninety 80, seats. Eighty ninety seats. Yeah. It's very intimate. It's, it's small. Intimate. You can talk. You can actually connect to the people. It's comedy like mm-hmm. yeah. you remember it sort of being.
0: I love, I love it. And then like when you were when you were like coming up in comedy, were you f- were you friends with a lot of female comics? I just didn't know very many. No,
1: there weren't that many. There weren't very many were, because I. Um... Kind of started at the comedy store. I did do open mics in L.A. for about a year, and then I went and uh, and on Monday night and got picked to be a regular. And uh, there weren't that many comics. There were there was Louise Duart. She did like impressions. Yes, remember I know her. who that is. Yeah, remember yeah, her? She sure. was in a Sid and Marty Croft show, like uh, I think called Lidsville or something. Yeah, she was in Lidsville. Yeah, oh, wow. she yeah. was in like a like a couple of those kind of things. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah, it's old school shit right there.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. a trip. Yeah. That's a trip.
1: It was a great time, though. Like, I have, the first year I was there, Prior, uh would come in all the time. This is before he was sick. And he would come in, like, on a Monday night, and he would do material, or Tuesday. He would start on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it'd be terrible. Just terrible. And then by Friday, it'd be fucking the best material you ever heard in uh, your
0: entire life. Amazing. To see him
1: work through it. Yeah, yeah it that's really incredible. Cool. That's a
0: Yeah, I'm so happy I got to witness that. That's know? really incredible. Um, yeah, I didn't I don't think there was like fewer women though like um, When I was start like starting out like the girls that I hung out with were like Janine Garofalo uh, Karen Anderson, Andrea Lee um, What are the girls were around then not Wait, was that here in LA? Oh, but when, when it was in LA it was more it was more Jeanine. Janine Janine brought me was to LA the first year of that around. I think 90 we all came in 90 I think we all came in 90. Wow. And then Janine and yeah. I, Janine was here already. She'd okay. moved from Houston and then she was like, you've got to come to LA. You just don't live in San Francisco. And then Karen Anderson came mm-hmm. and then it was like Laura Milligan um, and we were all lived t- together. So, um, but yeah, like I of uh, I, I felt very like weird because there's like sometimes it would be like hostility between women. Like I remember one female comic who she and I are really close friends now but I did the competition you know, the San Francisco uh-huh. comedy competition and she said that I fucked five guys in the competition which I may have but I was <laughs> <laughs> like don't say that.
2: Encore point. Wow. <laughs>
0: wow. Wow. What, you mean, she means
2: during the run, or
0: I um, was like, when did I have time? And then who did I fuck? Like, ew. No, I was
3: probably cock blocking you the whole time.
0: I know. It's like, who would I have fucked? There's and no, like, wait no a second. There, like, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. The comedy
2: competition. I probably know. I was
3: like, I'm i leaving uh, here. You're driving <laughs> like the whole
2: time in the competition. You I know. The gig and then you got to drive the cross country. Who would I have game. fucked?
0: But like things like that, you would hear like weird rumors or like like some like female comic like saying shit, right. talking shit, and I'm like, why are you talking shit? There's like four, five, six of us. Like- oh,
1: that gets on my nerves when people talk shit. I do talk some shit too,
0: but I don't do it
1: like publicly. So mm-hmm. much, You know what I mean? Like there was a, was a comic on, on Facebook for a while that was just talking shit about, ev- middling all over the country and talking shit about everyone. Mm-hmm. It's just like, relax, you know? Yeah, Everyone kills in the middle spot, asshole. Yeah. You know, I know. what I mean? Yeah,
2: like, exactly. relax. If, if you're a middle and you're doing really great and you yeah. think that you're great, it's uh-huh. time to reevaluate. Because right, It's right. time to move up and prove yeah. it. Yeah
0: anyway but it's also kind of like we are so fall, fall, fallible like we are so like like with comics like our um like hold on like self-esteem and all that is so tenuous it's like we really get we get thrown down so much mm-hmm. like you know why would you feel like the need to tear, tear people down or whatever it's like right. so we we are like always fuck getting fucked over so constantly so right. it's weird yeah, Spirit. I mean, I, d- I definitely talk shit, but not in that kind of a general way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she fuck five. <laughs> I, I feel bad, but she had to do a nine step about it because she felt so bad that it co- it caused her cocaine
2: addiction. She had to come say ho- sorry. She had.
0: To, she had to. She had to. Really? Yeah, she had said that I like fucked all these guys. Did and
2: she <laughs> say what guys?
0: No, but I think she intimated that one of them was Doug Benson, and I was like, "Oh hell no, that's not cool." <laughs>
2: because
0: I would fuck some of these motherfuckers, but not Doug. Benson. <laughs> oh, no, I remember wow. when Doug was not a stoner.
2: This was yeah. Yeah, this wow. was different, Doug Benson too. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was not. a He didn't like weed,
2: and he yelled at us for smoking it.
0: Yeah, he didn't like weed really. Up. Are you serious? Yeah, he didn't like it, and he oh, was like, really? "Ugh!" Like when me and Abby would smoke weed, he'd be like. <sighs> <laughs>
1: Go through a phase in your life like that. Well, like when I was a kid, I went to see with my girlfriends. Just, I might have been a senior in high school. Bed Midler's uh, show, the movie, the Divine Miss Am. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Mm-hmm. And I and I I'm in Colorado and I'm uh, at a, in a little town in the theater and I literally was like, I just cannot watch this trash. <laughs> and, I got up and I left. Cut to five years later. You know what I mean? I'm like, and then you're sticking your tongue in a guy's ass. You know what I mean? like, like what
0: was that about? You know, you go,
1: you do weird shit like that when you're young and you're going through stuff you know
0: yeah or maybe yeah things that that you like when you're young like that you maybe want to reject there's things that you think that you're attracted to that you want to like somehow reject because like that is a dangerous thing or something i don't know it (laughs)
1: is (laughs) funny like like the people that you've known since your early 20s that never did drugs or smoked weed and then the people that you know that did
0: drugs and smoked weed and and it's same result yeah <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean pretty, pretty much. much pretty yeah. much yeah. yeah there's like a couple of exceptions where people right. really couldn't handle it or well, that, whatever yeah, yeah there's pretty a couple much things it's pretty, yeah.
1: you
3: know. oh but the ones that drank
0: oh yeah we well, can it. just see it in
3: their skin yeah, yeah they don't look so good yeah it just depends yeah. it just depends yeah. so glad I can't drink it makes me so
0: but what do you, I wanna ask Scott specifically, what are your favorite Felicia Michaels memories? What do you remember? Because I remember you really liked her too. We both mm-hmm. loved you, so what do you think? What do you really? remember? Yeah.
3: Uh, I remember I was really stoked because we were doing the Sacramento Punchline and I okay. didn't have to work with a stupid dude who'd be afraid of me uh-huh. and I'd be able to follow me. Yeah. And um, you came in and you were a little, a little aloof and then I'm like, I got weed. And you're like, okay, let's go to the bathroom.
4: <laughs> 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 yeah
3: and yeah. i think we spent the rest of the week like super stoned i wasn't staying there so i would like drive in get high get you high before i left right and drive back to san francisco and do okay thanks
1: thank you for that i don't remember that but thank it's you for totally that okay. you did me a solid that, that showed you how good
3: the weed was <laughs> that was the idea <laughs> you but you would crush every night and oh, like and you. you were like you would say some of this stuff like because like I, it, I understand the whole guys being a little intimidated by beautiful women. Mm-hmm. and But the guys would be, I think they don't know how to talk to women. And beauty or not beauty, it, I would see these guys, and they would talk to you and their face would be like lit up. I see it when they talk to Margaret too. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to react. It's right. like they're physically paralyzed or something like that and it's really funny. But it's also kind of sad because, you know, one of these guys has to be able to talk his way to stick it in you.
4: Right. And
3: it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen sometimes because guys are intimidated by funny women even though they say they like women with senses of humor.
1: Yeah. They just don't like women with a better sense of
0: humor.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Or they want you to have a sense of their humor but that's it. Right, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how they get scared, or I don't know. But you know what's creepier? Sometimes that like, guys really like it when guys like really like oh, funny yeah, girls. It's like yeah. really, it's yeah, like, then I, that's weird, right? That's always weird too. Where like, they <laughs> like super aggressive, like super aggressive, like super weird, like I don't know. Um, like I, I would get like guys at like comedy shows who you know they would shake you would like shake their hand and they would take your hand and put it on their stomach, and yeah, then I'd yeah. be like, what the <laughs> yeah, like I what? S- what? 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 I the- saw your boundaries really?
3: violated more than like.
0: Israel. Why is this? Like, why are yeah. you take my hand? Like that kind of stuff. Like weird vibe. Like. like- I don't know. It's like b- boundary violations. Well, and most mm-hmm.
2: audiences don't know how to react. Uh, I mean, some people have a people, nice chat anyway. with you, but there are those weird people who like they don't know how to make a conversation with you once they're talking to you, or mm-hmm. they do some weird shit like that. It's it's very strange.
0: Or they think that you if you talk about sex, that 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 is that you must be like a real deviant or something. That right, you really right. must be sexual, yeah. and I'm yeah. like really not. Like it's just like j- I just jokes, so uh-huh. it's so weird. It's totally true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what do they think? Like what do we? Never really just
1: figured saying that out. the
3: words might turn them on, like them hearing those words vagina.
0: <laughs>
1: now so it doesn't do that to people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not how it works, people are I think so it
4: over does. it now, <laughs> people,
0: people. I would, I mean, I think that I still think that we could still, like, really, you know, uh, you, you, you still have the power to give, like, make people uncomfortable with jokes. You still have the power as a woman to. Um, utilize sexuality in a way that is almost like a weapon, which is fun. Uh-huh. I still think it's. I still think it, the, there is a danger to it. There is a the, there is a danger to the feminine body that is still very electric when we're talking about it, and it's still just uh-huh. very exciting. You know, it's still dangerous. It's still rock and roll, so it's not a. It's not anything. I think our power will never be diffused.
1: Wow. I, I think it has been. I'm like, I feel kind of the opposite, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I do. I feel like uh, I, I, I blame Kim Kardashian. I hate to be all lame ass like that, but I feel like everyone's so exposed to everything now that, that yeah. you know what I mean? It just means nothing, which is mm. great, in yeah. a sense, you know, but it's just I think it's sometimes the opposite. Where you know it, before you can go up and say the most craziest shit, but then now everyone is doing it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now the
2: yeah, what what is what is even left now to kind of talk about that people would would, would would jolt people a bit, right? It's very little, right?
1: It's very little now. Going back to the beginning of the conversation when you were saying uh something about. um
2: there's more shock now than there is. Exactly. You know, ri- I mean, clearly right. written the sort thing of dirty to shock, material. Yeah. The
1: thing had to learn how to recondition the crowd to shock them again or to be shocking by not being shocking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now, if you see someone super clean and super right on you know, task with the material that has this wonderful point. You're
0: like, that's fucking shocking.
3: Who is that? Like, it really is. Who Everybody is that? Is, right? Who does that now? Yeah, who
0: does, who does that? that now? I don't know. I don't know I don't what that know. would be. I don't yeah. even know, I don't know what that mean. would look like. Be like the perfect, like, NACA act. like <laughs> right. somebody like, perfect college NACA act. Well, no, even someone,
1: some like Reagan, you know, like someone like Karen Rontowski, you know, like someone, someone who does like Letterman or who does those kind of, th- or Kira, like, Saltanovich, like, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? She. Kills and it's clean, and you're like, Whoa, yeah, how did that
0: happen to be so bombastic and clean and just kill the crowd? Yeah, you know, but that's cool, yeah. yeah, that's cool too. I mean, but I just love, I love dirty comedy to me. It just there's nothing like a good dirty joke that's like. Uh, it like right. gets me in the gut. And I'm not even, the, I'm not the most sexual person. <laughs> so I think that's where my sexuality is, is like, I love the dirty jokes to me. It's like too funny. But there's too so funny. few people
2: who, that, are, that are really great at it, who are really yeah. great writers. Of that. I mean, every, right. everyone's dirty right now, but nobody's that funny to some degree. Yeah. No, like, I, mean, there, I mean, other than the people who've, who've been doing it forever, who are, I mean, a towel, you watch a towel.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. It's brilliant. He's brilliant, yeah, you know, and, and sure. those guys like that and everyone else is like an imitation of that sort of.
1: Well, I think December comedy 3rd. has shifted and uh, you were saying that you had Rich Scheidner on here like he he's a great guy to talk about to really intellectually talk about how comedy has shifted you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But, yeah.
1: Because now people don't even write punchlines it's mm-hmm. you know it's like a, it's like you're dirty if you write a punchline. You
0: uh-huh. <laughs> know what I mean? Well it's like sto- it's definitely like storytelling based and definitely like influenced by alternative stuff and uh-huh. you know like alternative comedy for me was just really like i think i just got swept up in alternative comedy because i was not white
3: oh i got it because i was gay yeah we so, i'm so not alternative
0: i know but i just got swept up in it because they were just like oh we better take her because if we don't we, we're racist
4: <laughs> <Or homophobic>. <laughs> <laughs> we just
0: take her just, just, just we, or else they'll still say so we're racist <laughs> and also there was like no black people then in alternative comedy, so they're like, "Oh, she's she's black enough. We'll take her. Just just get just get her.
3: <laughs> she's tinted. That's fine. That's
0: enough. That's your perception.
1: Everyone else's perception is wow. Yeah, shine. You no know, But it's, it's like goes. I I just had
0: yeah. Our perceptions are so skewed. Yeah, we
1: just
3: went because it was at Luna Park in the beginning. So yeah, and our we
2: friend anyway.
0: yeah our friends owned Luna Park, so we were going because um they us. were like he made us come, and I almost bought Luna Park in the in the beginning. Oh really? Yeah. So I they were gonna that. they were just gonna have us come, and we ended up of just getting falling into it and we were going to Largo just falling into it and then I went to Largo just because I liked um, John Bryan mm-hmm. musician and so I was going all the time and then so that's how sort of alternative comedy was born just from like relationships people mm-hmm. hanging out. Um, but it's it there it was a weird divide like intellectually it was a really weird divide yeah. when that came about especially yeah. for someone like me because
1: i was everyone's exact same age but mm-hmm. because i came to la and i was made a regular in 1986 i hate to wow. say that out loud but uh because of that everyone perceived my style as Old school, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it was a really weird thing because yeah. all the guys at the comedy sto- uh, store were older mm-hmm. at
0: the time, and so I kind of got lumped into the other group. Yeah,
1: That's when you started, yeah.
3: like your graduating class.
0: Who is your thing. graduating class? Who is your like my graduating class? Is like I'm like Greg um Pat and Oswald. Those guys are younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich is a little older than me. So, I'm like, um, I guess my generation, I would say, uh, one is like Greg Barrett, Laura Milligan, um, Arch Barker's is a little younger. Mm-hmm. So, um, who would you like? Henry chose older. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like what I think. So, you're like almost a little bit in the class above me. So, if right. I was like a junior, you might have been a senior.
1: Exactly. Like, uh, I mean, I remember, well, Mark Marin was there. Mm-hmm. Mark Maron was there at that time. He was the door guy there. That's mm-hmm. what,
2: that's when he was working there. Yeah, right? and, and yeah. everything went down with Sam. Did you hear about that? When all the shit went down with Sam up oh, in, the, uh, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the apartment or the condo or whatever?
1: Oh, oh, Crest Hill.
2: <laughs> yeah, when, when Mark <laughs> yeah. had to leave town because Sam right, pissed on his bed.
1: Right. Right. Sam pissed on his bed. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's yeah. Such it's a classic a, Mark yeah, story. Do you know that yeah, one?
1: I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes every, yeah, everyone knows that Everybody story, knows that story about me. <laughs> i don't know it. you don't know that story <laughs> really? No. no i guess you know at the time like, like uh when kinnison came up it was it he was the first guy he was there like five to seven years before i was mm-hmm. so but he was the first guy that got big out of the kind of the comedy store for that era. Yeah. You know, there were guys earlier, that was already after Letterman left and Leno left and all those mm-hmm. guys. And then he was at the tail end of that. I think I could be kind of off. But he when he went big, he took a bunch of people, you know, with them to work and all that stuff, which Mm -hmm. was kind of the first time that I had ever seen someone do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, now you go and work gigs with your friends, but in the beginning, it wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. It was more solitary. Now you can go with your friends and do different festivals and all sorts of stuff. It was just different. But when he uh, came about, I mean, it was craziness at the comedy store. It was Mm -hmm. wonderful. I mean, there was so much drugs. Mm -hmm. It was insanity. It was crazy. Billy Idol would come. Everyone would be coked out of their mind for 3 days straight. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Did um Jessica Hahn come down there? <laughs> Jessica Hahn was there. Oh my. <laughs> God. Yeah, it was like that. It was it was, you
0: know, crazy. It was like very, you know, Motley Crue, Sunset, because yeah, like Boulevard, all the, Rock, yeah, you know, rock and roll. Yeah. All those guys would come because I know that's what Rich was talking about. Is that's that's like when because Sam would come to the clu- uh, club every night now, mm-hmm. and then all of those hipsters would come, like all those right. rock and roll guys, right?
3: Because it was Sunset, they were all on the same street.
0: I had like a weird fight with Ricky Rockman for twenty years. <laughs> Really? Well,
2: like a feud, not yeah, like no, a fight, fight, but it, like, no, a, like a, a feud, feud, yeah,
0: like a legitimate feud. Like he really thinks that I should stop doing comedy. What? Like he really thinks, like, and he's talked to me. And he's like, I really don't think you're funny. I really find <laughs> you offensive, and I really, he's like, I think you're a nice person. I'm really happy that you're successful, but I really don't think you should do comedy anymore. And I'm like. <laughs> Wow. look, I don't know you and I don't understand like why you feel like I give a shit about what you have to say <laughs> but because you're rock and roll and I see that you're legit because you're friends with a lot of my friends so I'm just gonna say like, why do you think you have the right to say this to me? <laughs> and so we've been fighting like that literally <laughs> since like 1994. Are you shitting me? Wow. Man? Yeah. And it's really weird and every time I want to see him I want to punch him because it's going to be the same thing. He's just gonna say, look, I'm, you know, it's not personal. I really wow. don't think you're in the right profession.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't take this personally, but you're not any good at what you right. do.
0: But well, it's so mean. And I'm like, wow. why do you think you can say this to me?
3: Okay, who is this guy? I know, he I know that He used to be,
0: he, um, he was like a big MTV heavy metal guy. You know that? Oh, they used yeah, to have, totally. He, he head, used to head host Headbangers ball. Head ball. He's the host yeah. of Headbangers Ball. Like, he's like, the, he's like the metal Fab Five Freddy.
2: He's got some Headbangers Balls to say some shit like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> But it's like so weird because oh I'm God. like, what do you, what do you think you're accomplishing? Here by hurting you know you're just hurting me. What's the point of it? And has
2: he has he, has he followed your career all the way through? Like yeah, you know, he's still in <laughs> he in a while. Like he watched is. another DVD. Like no, <laughs> still, 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 not, still yeah, still I'll see him right. and be like, I feel
0: the same
1: way. i mean, Wikipedia is like, <laughs> you six times a year. Like fuck, she did more. I know, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's
4: really such weird. a weird <laughs> thing.
0: Crazy. Hmm? I don't he's, know,
4: he's, he's, he's but
0: he has—he has like that thing. Like I, I have it in my mind. I'm like I'm so angry. I can't. I don't know why he feels like he's got to say that. But that—that's just my, my aside. It's Dumb too, aside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too, much, too much
2: black hair dye.
0: Yeah. yeah but you wow. know people sometimes if like they, they feel like they can just say that to women comics like be, if you're true, a female comic true. people can say that yeah. or to women to
2: he wouldn't say that to anyone else
0: no he wouldn't say that to a guy comic I mean could you imagine somebody saying that to like to like Louis C.K. or something it would never it would never happen like, right it's they, true it's very true they'd be true. too scared you know whatever they felt nobody would ever come out and say it but to women they feel like it's okay Like, to women comics, people feel like they can say really, like, horrible things. Like, and I'll look, and I I try to avoid the stuff about myself, but I'll see things about my peers, Mm -hmm. and it's really upsetting. It's really disgusting. And I'm like, why do you think you can, why do you want to shut women up? But I think it's because we're more powerful. Yep. I think so. I remember once. Do you remember Tommy Blaze? Yeah, of course. And
1: we went and did some college dates together. This is like forever ago, and we were in a car for like a day and a half, and he just started on this thing about how women comics aren't funny. This is like in the early '90s, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was fucking stuck in the car with him, right? Oh, I like, know. Like, no, it was like the,
4: it
1: was well, like the it's worst. Be a ex- long ride. I know, uh, you know, I mean, like we're counting the birds that fly by. are oh, in God. the middle of fucking nowhere. But then I, you know, he's. Of course, my friend on Facebook, like I yeah. you know, like it happened it was weird, and then he had written something about women comedy or and and then I wrote a little thing about, oh yeah, when you get stuck in a car in the middle of Pennsylvania or whatever then he and he knew that I was talking about what he did, yeah, and he wrote me this really nice long email with a complete apology. I don't know why I was thinking that I had the right to say that to you, oh, you know
0: what I mean well, that's like, good that's yeah. Nice. yeah. It's really nice. Yeah.
2: I don't know why. Why would somebody even say that? Even even if that's what you thought, mm-hmm. why would you say that to somebody else? I I just, just do that. Yeah, I just well, that's what I mean. I mean young we we and kind dumb. of talk about that with Rich yesterday. Dumb. Some comics yeah. just don't fucking know what the fuck they're talking about sometimes. But yeah. I would, even if I felt that way, sitting in a car with you, I wouldn't go. Felicia, I got to tell you how I don't think women comedian are funny. Because <laughs> just we, like right. just the, why would you want to make yourself uncomfortable?
1: I know. <laughs> well, then I had the experience which I don't, by the way. Yeah. I had this experience when I was starting again, uh, my second time at the Canoga Bowl, and uh, Dante uh, befriended me on Facebook, the comic Dante, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, he was running that room, right?" And so I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go and do the room, you know." Oh. And it's a terrible room. It's mm. you know, like
3: uh, I love that you've done the Canoga Bowl, dude. It I
1: did it. Oh, a I've lot. done it too. Yeah, it's a terrible <laughs> fucking room. <laughs> and you know how they have that smoking room in the back? The, the Inferno,
2: yeah. Dante's Inferno.
1: <laughs> And there's a bowling alley going on at the same time, Uh right? As you're doing your comedy, so they they had this little private smokers room in the back, kind of. I think people could smoke and throw darts or whatever. And there was a bunch of comics sitting at this table, young guys, because I had just gotten back into comedy and I didn't know anybody. And they were, you know, how when guys are guy comics are hanging out in a group and there's like four to seven of them Mm -hmm. and there's always one that everyone acquiesces to Mm -hmm. because it's like that, right? Yeah, Game of Clowns. And so so, uh, Dante says to the guy that everyone's doing that with, says, oh, this is Felicia Michaels. Like she, you know, back in the days, funny lady and she worked with Hedberg and blah, blah, blah. Uh, And the guy goes, uh, Mitch Hedberg overrated. And then, and then, what the, then what the, the fuck, right? Like, every, I don't know why everyone thinks he was a comedy god. And then the, the other guys around him start throwing out names like, you know, Lenny Bruce. You know, like, what did he ever do? Like all these. <laughs> names. And, and finally, they one of them did say Lenny Bruce, but they were yelling out like Chris Rock, blah blah blah. But he, you know how those dickhead comics are? Like he was just shooting down everyone. And then when he said Lenny Bruce, so I said, uh, you know, I'm going to call into question everything. Uh, you've said in the last five minutes, if you're going to talk shit about Lenny Bruce, like mm-hmm. he changed everything for us. So, yeah. and then when he, when I said that, cause I challenged him, uh, he he goes, yeah, you fucking whore, right? He goes right to that, right? So, what? yeah, he goes, hey, you fucking whore. And, and then I go, and I have a cigarette in my hand. And I go, uh, oh, you, that's your reply to me is to first call me a whore. You're not even going to try to come back be a little clever. Uh-huh. And then he gets up like he's going to fucking punch my lights out, right? And then, I might be embellishing a little bit, but I don't think I am. (laughs) (laughs) But then I take my cigarette and I'm like, fuck you. And I throw it in his face and then he lunges for me. And then Dante grabs my shoulders and walks me out uh, of the door and by the jukebox where the other girl comics are crying in a corner. (laughs) And and I got in my car and I was like, I am Bitches, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, because you have those yeah, moments in comedy course. where it can get really ugly like that oh, yeah,
3: between comics. Yeah, but you're
1: yeah. a comic, so you got to give it back, right. right? You have to, yeah. You have that's to. what I miss about comedy nowadays. Because mm-hmm. when I came up in the comic store, that's how people were like, you right. had to, you know, be so fucking passionate about your shit and yeah. be able to be truthful. And, and sometimes men over will over a weaker. Uh, situation, which is usually women or right. you know, anyone that's outside the norm in comedy, I find so it was very interesting. Sorry to know that's a great story. Do you, yeah. do, you know,
2: do you know who that guy was? And, oh, and yeah, we, we can yeah. maybe bleep the name out, oh. but fucking maybe not. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. And here's the thing it's the same thing. The next day, I'll tell you his name after this. He emailed me because Dante got all over him and like mm-hmm. you know, and he emailed me and he's like, Look, I googled you, I didn't realize I am very sorry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, No worries, friend, but. FYI, don't go to your horror first as your yeah throwing card. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And now yeah. I see him, I hug him. He, we laugh. He makes me laugh. I make him laugh. Aww. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's. <laughs> he wouldn't even care if I said his name. I don't know <laughs> what like yeah. that is. Yeah.
2: I mean, uh, if you're going to be dissing Mitch Hedberg and, and uh, Lenny Bruce and, 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 and Felicia Michaels. And we didn't and, and you got what? all of us and we didn't know who the fuck you are. I
1: know, but when you're twenty two and you're trying to be, you know, the big cock at the table, you know what I mean? Yeah. You do shit. That's what yeah. I feel
2: yeah. like about comedy come. now. Everyone right. is twenty two uh-huh. and fucking good looking. Yeah, they're all good looking now. And that's yeah. fucking not what comedy and that's why I, I unfriended somebody on Facebook recently because he's a good looking guy from Australia who's getting a lot of shit right now. Mm -hmm. And he fucking posted a picture of a homeless person that he'd taken and had some fucking bullshit comment under it, like a joke. And I'm like, why are you fucking with this person? First off, don't take somebody's picture that you don't have the permission to take the picture. And then then you are are looking down on them. Fuck you. That's not what comedy is about.
1: Right, Comedy's
2: about fucking with the people with power, not some poor bastard on the street with a shopping cart, and you've got a fucking joke about
1: it. I love that you. Did. <laughs> no, I love that you did. It's like, and he's good. another
2: good like, fucking entitled yeah. good-looking dude. Uh-huh. I, I, I miss comedy when it was like not ugly-looking people, but regular-looking people.
1: When people had humps on their backs.
3: are <laughs> well, just outsiders. We don't need it from like you know the. Boring. If you're good looking and funny, then you don't notice if they're good looking because mm-hmm. they're so funny it doesn't yeah, really huh. matter. Yeah. But yeah. I've seen some of these good looking guys, and I can judge they're not that cute, and um, they ain't that funny. And
2: it's really well, frustrating. They never funny, no, because yeah. so then when they're not funny, they're not
1: good looking anymore. Exactly,
3: it <laughs> totally ruins their looks. <laughs> but
2: but what, why is it? Oh, I googled you, so now you have some credibility. Right. That's a fucking <clears throat> that's a cop out anyway. That's right. bullshit.
1: Yeah, no, I think he learned his lesson though. I'm not. I, I you're absolutely right. But I think it's he learned his lesson. I think everyone's twenty two. You do stupid shit when you're twenty two. Yeah, yeah, you do. And then you talk
2: not about like that. that? Really? I mean, not really? like that. No, I, like I, that. I know I've done stupid shit, and I've done stupid shit fucking this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what? I got into comedy, and I would sit in the back, and I would watch people, and I respect. I respected everybody who was above me, even if I watched somebody who I thought. Yeah, watched, that's mm-hmm. true. I thought maybe yeah. this. Here's what comedy used to be when I got... And I got into it in 1988. So it was after a bit of the boom and whatever, everything Where like at? that. Where in at? In Dallas,
1: Texas. Oh, in Dallas. Okay.
2: And we had two improvs in town. And when I finally got into the improv by doing the Monday night showcases, uh, which gave me entry to come in and start coming to shows. Right. And, and I would come in and I'd sit in the back and I'd be very respectful and whatever. And you'd, and you'd watch the show and you'd watch the whole show. You know, and you go, oh, this guy's really funny. And then a week later, you'd see somebody else, and you go, oh, that guy's really funny. Or this person's really funny. And then eventually, you kind of figured out, like, oh, these two people did the same kind of shit. So they're that, you became the same, you know? And that's how I met people like Tom Kenny and really unbelievable, fantastic comics. But you would do it, remember, you would do a guest set. Mm-hmm. And you would come in and you'd thank the club manager and the person and the booker and whoever the fuck was there, and then you'd thank the 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 headliner. And you would sit and you'd watch the whole show. Yeah, because that was the etiquette. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna watch your show now. Motherfuckers come in and they and they come in and they do their three minutes and they or ten minutes or whatever the fuck they go uh-huh. over the light, you know. And they don't stick around, or if they do stick around, they're selling a CD, right. or a T-shirt or some right. bullshit like that. There's no respect for the rest of the show. Like, like I, I remember, like I remember the days when I would, you know, being in Dallas. The, somebody would come in, and you'd hang out with them. You'd kind of get to know them if you were hosting for them, or you, you know, you were mm-hmm. like, "Hey, man," because you knew these dudes were on the road, and they needed like a lifeline somebody to take them here or there or yeah. hang out with mm-hmm. or you know and that's how i and it wasn't like sucking up or kissing up or anything like no, that no but
1: was, that's what you it was did if you, a if you with were the feature you you know what i mean you gave the headliner a ride mm-hmm. you did this you'd go to you took I mean, him fuck. to lunch i him him yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I took Sweet. Bill Hicks to lunch, and we went looking for a Stevie Ray Vaughan guitar, and I wouldn't fucking give up that. We went to we went to the Hard Rock Cafe because I thought maybe there'd be a a, a, a Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh-huh. you know, and that's the most bullshit place to go. But we're looking for memorabilia. But I remember seeing there was an Elvis jumpsuit in a in a case, and Bill knelt in front of that and genuflected in front of. <laughs> an Elvis jumpsuit. Aww. And that's one of the fucking greatest memories ever. So and that cool. was, you know, because I got to hang out with that dude. Yeah. But that's what you did. You hung out with the people. Now it's I feel true. like there's no sort of uh, relationship between a younger gen. Yeah, I feel so old. But a younger generation, there's no respect anymore that these other people might have some valid um, input right. into what goes on in comedy. And, right. And, and that they've done something, you know?
1: Yeah. I think too... It- having experienced comedy not in a major showcase city is you have re- more of a respect for the craft of just doing a show and getting business done you mm-hmm. know what i mean like uh, and and that was also a big time like when alternative comedy came where you it was so crazy making because mm-hmm. a lot of people couldn't do that because they were so new at it mm-hmm. and they could only work certain crowds some people could do everything but that was a little crazy making at the
0: time too mm-hmm. you know comedy really changed at that time
3: yeah it became yeah. not funny Ugh. well it
0: really changed and it kind of became like it sort of became this weird thing like everybody was doing these inside jokes that you didn't really know like it mm-hmm. was like with comedy and like comedy clubs there was this thing where we had to like make sure that everything was accessible but with its alternative comedy it just became very insular and very specific and i don't know it, it just got weird like i'm like what are people laughing about cuz I have no idea. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> or it just got nobody was laughing at all, but they were still at the show like these weird Brooklyn shows that like Eugene Merman does like and, like nobody's laughing. Everybody's got like a canvas tote bag
3: and then they're, they're just looking at how you. Brilliant it was.
0: Oh my god. And it was like staring at me and John Roberts with a canvas tote bag like in a top knot. <laughs> and they're just like looking like not having a good time. Don't you feel so fortunate
1: in The time that you did come about because you were able to break a little ground and to experience and travel comedy Mm -hmm. not only in San Francisco but be a part of the big comedy change in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and to also experience the New York comedy scene that came up from the underground. It
0: was beautiful. It was a great time, It was a really great time. And I remember also that there was a stupid article that came out in the New York Times magazine that was about the the (laughs) posse. That was like it was um it was and Dave was in it. It Uh was Dave Becky. It was Dave Rath, and it was um me, Bob Odenkirk, Dave Cross, um, Janine Garofalo. Every all those people, you know, all that that like I think Sarah was in there. We did a photo shoot Uh in New York, and it was just like this whole thing about how the posse, and it was so weird after thinking about that. Like we were like this little legitimate, like this scene. Uh But I think by the article, by the time the article came out, we were just all like so repulsed (laughs) and embarrassed that we had done this thing. But I remember it was like a huge uh, dog pile and like Dave Becky and Dave Rath were on top. Uh And then it was, um, everybody was arranged around it. It was like- That's so funny. Yeah, it was
1: everybody in a pile.
0: It was so funny. So
1: can you imagine if you're this person in a situation where- you're l- everyone's age lumped in with the old guys and the old way of going about comedy and mm. your husband is the one of the main ringleaders of the new style of comedy. That's weird. It's like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and you're paying the rent because you're going on the road. Because you're on the road bugging, all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Banging out them shows to pay the rent. Yeah. And meanwhile, but then you come home and it's, you know, yeah. you, what you do is no longer appreciated.
0: Because it's like, it's like this thing. I was still working in the... Uh, the the, uh, the comedy clubs too because that's right. I was that's how so I you totally understand rent. yeah because yeah. you have to do that you have to be working those clubs to make money like mm-hmm. none of those like alternative shows at that time you couldn't really make money even now like so those most of those alternative shows you don't make that much money not, <laughs> not compared to right. what um, or
2: they don't pay you or, yeah, or you know, you're supposed to be kind of honored like to that.
3: work there it's not real comedy kind of because part of it is going out on the road and having to be funny that mm-hmm. is yes. part of the deal with comedy yeah you can dial it down and be at an alternative show and be not that funny
2: but I don't it's understand just different. I know. understand yeah. it you know what I'm not apologetic there's nothing wrong with rocking the fuck out of the house yeah there it doesn't you mean you're a sellout it means maybe you're just fucking yeah. pretty good at it you but know it took people a
1: long time to get out of that to get back into that thinking you know mm-hmm. I yeah. think yeah.
0: yeah it's just a weird it's a weird thing I always just like Boil it down to like the drinks. Like if it's an alternative show, it's like a weird like PBR, and then if it's a comedy club, it's like an Irish coffee with like whipped cream on top, <laughs> right? Right. Or, like a
1: daiquiri. <laughs> I have to tell you when I go do like one of those kind of shows, and uh, and then they have like a, a tub, a red kids tub yeah. with beers in it. And I'm like, fuck, you
4: yeah. know? What i, mean? I need like, do like a I, need a, I need a fucking party. drink,
0: bitches. Yeah. No, I don't the, need this what shit. the fuck is this? <laughs> I want it. I want to stay and talk to you, but we have to go to our other things. So now we have to we have to wrap it up. But we could talk for a long time. See, now you there's were so asking many us what questions... So many stories. Yeah, you were asking us what we are going to talk about, but there were so many... What you, I mean, I didn't even get to all the things that I had planned
2: <laughs> we'll, have in my mind. A, we'll have to do a part two of this sometime. I think oh, we have I would
1: to love do a part that. two
0: soon I would because there's so many things to discuss because we, we have, like, so much to talk about, but we had never... You know, on the show, we've never even approached the divide between comedy and alternative comedy. Uh-huh. And that's a major thing running through our lives, so... We'll get, absolutely, we'll get, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Now, um, where can people find out about your shows, and when you're performing, where you're going to be? What, where do you, do you, uh, you on social media, of course, On social media at
1: Felicia Michaels on Twitter and Felicia Michaels on uh, Facebook and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Comics eye on my Instagram, so a under/comics eye. A, a, a comics eye.: Yeah. Yeah. And, but I'm going to be in uh, the Laugh Factor in Vegas in uh, October and then in Tacoma. Oh, cool! Yeah. Oh, cool! And you, your
2: new CD is out.
1: My new CD is out. It's on uh, uproar Records, and you can get that on iTunes. And also, we didn't even get to talk about peeping comics. Oh, uh, yeah, oh so we'll you yeah. Oh, I know about that. Oh, yeah. I know. I yeah.
0: know oh. that. Are you what? Um, what is that? What, what's going on with that? Um, well, we put it out as a web series, mm-hmm. and so
1: now I think we're going to try to edit it into a documentary of some sort.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, that's really really great. So you're busy on many many fronts. On many many fronts, like we all are, which is here. great. Yeah, which is great. Um, you can reach me at Margaret Show on Twitter, and where can they reach you?
3: At Jimmy Shelter.
0: Where can they reach you?
3: Uh, at the Scott Silverman. Or at Scott D. Silverman, sorry, on Twitter. I know I did this before.
2: (laughs) We have an episode with Scott before, and he gave out. He doesn't even know his Twitter. I hate
3: Twitter. Just friend me on Facebook, seriously. I I really love Facebook. Facebook. Twitter, I can't do it in 140 letters. Friend me on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) It's a skill. It's a skill to learn. It is a skill, yeah. If you
0: have questions for any of us, you you can tweet us at Monsters of Talk. We are every Monday on SoundCloud and iTunes, and you should leave us a review because this helps. Tremendously. What did I did I miss of all the business that we do?
2: no oh, we have some videos on YouTube. Oh, YouTube dot com slash monsters of talks and behind the scenes, some animated videos, some cool stuff. Yes. So go have a look at them.
0: But uh thank you so much, Felicia. Thank I'm you for so having me. Grateful thank that you. you came on. It, it, it was, was really fun. important thank for you. us to get to talk with you. And you know, you've been such an important force in our comedy lives, even True. though you, you know it's like we didn't see you very much we were like always like watching you well, on that's TV kind of you to say and by so. the way I feel the same way pretty much about everyone sitting here well you're wonderful and <laughs> okay maybe not Scott because I don't remember him <laughs> <laughs> you're wonderful thank you Felicia um, and we love our listeners and we'll talk to you next time
4: yay that's